Good evening, everybody. A week, a week flew by very quickly. It's nice to see everyone again. We have some new faces here. We hope not just for the not, not first and last. It should be the first of many. And that uh, more and more people should come and, and gain. And, and uh, hopefully that our tefillah, our prayer to Hashem should become a real conversation, a real we should intensify our relationship with Hashem Isbarach. Um, I want to just mention a few words also about um, our partners. That is, we're here, Baruch Hashem and Kehilas Mershus Yaakov, which is the first Russian congregation of Jews from the former Soviet Union in the United States. And um, as well as we are, Baruch Hashem, partnering with Rage, Russian-American American Jewish Experience, a wonderful organization was doing tremendous work in being the 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 shluchim, the messengers of Hashem and of Kali Yisrael to really care and make sure that no Jew is left behind. And as well as we are also partnering now, uh, newest partner is the Lost Princess Initiative, which is um, someone who I've never met in person, but who I view as a very good friend, Rabbi Yaakov Klein from Eretz Yisrael, who started this initiative around two years ago, I think. And its mission is incredible, specifically to spread the union of Pnimiya Satire, the deeper meaning of, um, of what we do, why we do, who are we and what are we doing here. And it's tremendous because, you know, I was listening actually, actually to a share today by Rabbi Yossi Zakitinsky. They had, they were... He was giving a share slash interview or question and answer session in a certain forum. And he said a very interesting point. He said, today our lives are so complex. So it's just like you have a, a, a tall person with a little with a heart that doesn't match his body. That's and doesn't work. Right? We're, we're, we're not as simple as, as we were necessarily 100 years ago. 50 years ago. Things are complicated today. This is, I'm just quoting what he said, and, and it resonated. Things are complicated. People are complicated. The psychology of people is complicated. And therefore, the, our soul seeks something deeper. Meaning, if it used to be something that people didn't need necessarily, today it's much more necessitated. Right? There always were Gedolim, Tzadikim that were, that, that delved in. This is being recorded. Oh. Yeah, it's being recorded. Um, that delved into the deeper meanings of, of, of everything that we do. Today, it's something that everyone is thirsty for. And in general, really, it's not, it really isn't a new thing. If you think about it, Ramchal talks a lot about not doing things out of rote. Not to do things out of routine because then it loses everything. Right? It doesn't stay. Doesn't doesn't last. It's got to be meaningful, and Rabbi Yaakov Klein really set out to do that, and specifically in today's generation, with using all tools at his disposal, technologically, and doing a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous job, and really giving people a taste and a realization that everything that we do has a tremendous, tremendous influence and tre- tremendous effect on the world around us. 
and on ourselves and on everything. So, kol and it's a privilege to partner with him. And Hashem, we should be zeichet to bring out, bring about a lot of kiddush shamayim, and to be the able to be the ones to show Kali Yisrael both individually and communally that each and every one of us counts, and each and every one of our actions counts. Which brings us into uh, <coughs> today's topic, which we're continuing, obviously, from mantra to conversation. We're taking the, the instead of davening being just words, that it should be um, a conversation, a real conversation, a real connection. So today I would want to concentrate a little bit on, on kavana, concentration and davening. We'll see what what a tremendous place it holds. And then we're going to go, as we started last week, we started going through parts of the Siddur. So yes, last week we discussed Moida'ani. And today we're going to go into Reish's Chochmah. These are all still things that we pretty much say right when we wake up. Moida'ani is before Nagel Vasar, after we wash our hands. There's Psukim of Yerushamayim that we remind ourselves right away in the beginning of the day which direction our day should take. So first about Kavana. We know we learned the, the obligation to Davan from a Posik. It's in Sefer Dvorim, Perikid Aleph, Posikid Gimel. Chazal Darshan, this Posik, which really starts off from before. The Posik says in Shmois, the Rambam brings this down. And the Rambam Darshans explains to us that we learned that the avoid when we say avoid is referring to tfila. It says in the Pasuk in Dvarim, and you shall serve him with both of with all of your hearts, the two vases. Where our whole essence should be devoted to the service of Hashem. Omru Chachom Chazal explained to us, What is this work of the heart? Zu Tefillah. That's prayer. So we find, we see over here, that the main point of Tefillah is what? Is Kavana. Because... Concentration. You, I mean, you're, your heart's got to be in it. Just saying words is not um, is not going to do the trick. It gets tiring. What are you saying? What are you keeping on saying over and over? What are we, crazy? A broken record? Right. The Pazik says, in also, the Lashon, the Pasuk uses lev, a heart. The heart screamed out. We mentioned this before. The Nesiv Shalom, the Slon of Rebbe Zechatzadak V'Kadosh Levroch, explains by Shira. When he talks about the Shira of, of uh, when, when we, when we, Klal Yisrael went through the Yamsuf, when we went, when we went through the sea, when Hashem split, split the, the Red Sea for us, you know, on the way out of Mitzrayim, 
So afterwards we sang Shira, which we repeat every single day. We say it every day in Shachar, in the end of Sukkot Ezim. So he, the Nesiv Shalom over there in and, and Pesach, he, he goes in to explain this concept of Shira, song. Song, he explains that song is not just something that comes out of your mouth, musical notes and sounds that come out. Rather, it's something that takes over your entire essence and just spills out in the form of what we call a song. I think you could use this same thing to explain what, what this Avoid Shebelev. We say words, and we must say the words. It's important, though, especially now the words were... were um, we're composed by the Anshaknes Sakdoila. We're going to go into that in different shiurim of the Nusachatfila, the text that we have in the Siddur. But also for now, we're, we're, we're discussing really the concept of Tfila in general, which, besides the three Tfilas that we have, Shachas and Chamayar, the concept of talking to Hashem also. And that comes out in words, usually, right? We talk. Either we read from the Siddur, it's all words. But what are the, what are the, what's the kavana? What's the lave? What where where does the heart come in? I think you could say also that it's something. It's it, it, when we spoke last week. Also, tefillah is bitalayesh. It's our, our self is not here. It's not our self. We're totally um, being mavatl ourselves. What's the English word for that? Uh-huh. Not annulling ourselves, but uh, it doesn't sound too good. We're 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 letting go of ourself, and we're be, we're becoming one with Hashem. So our whole essence is being enveloped by this. I guess I don't like the. I don't want it to sound negative. It's a positive thing, but I'm not a, But I hear what you're saying. You get you have the idea. Self is not here. No I. No I. And we're becoming one with Hashem. Our whole essence is being enveloped by, it, and that just spills out of us in the form of words. But first and foremost, our heart is full. Mm-hmm. Uh, self, I. There's no. There's no anoichi. Anoichi is Hashem. Anoichi Hashem alekecha. We don't on ourselves. We don't. There's no anoichi. There's no. What we say in Yiddish, zich. There's no. There's no me. It's not me. It's. I'm, I have. To explain what I mean. I think we've we said this a few times in the in the past, and I don't remember exactly when already. I have a, a saying that I like to say. Right? Don't observe Judaism, live it. When we observe something, we observe it from the side. It's something nice. We may be into it. It's maybe, we may maybe exciting. But it's not us. When we're talking about Avodah Hashem, Torah, Mitzvahs, Tefillah, it's our whole essence is being enveloped by it and we're becoming one. It's, it's not a, We're not a separate entity anymore. What we're trying to achieve is not being a separate entity. Me and Hashem, separate. It's Yisrael Vairais of We're trying to become one. And the closer we get, the more you, the more we become godly. We become, we, we take our, what we're here to do, we're here to take our physical and turn it into spiritual. Right? Everything, we have food, we have a table, chairs, it's all physical things. When we use it for the right purpose, it becomes it becomes spiritual, it becomes eternal. Right? There, there's a, there was a, a very, very, very special person who lived here in New York. His name was Rabbi Yaakov Yosef Herman. 
Zechatzadik Levracha. He was he wasn't a rabbi officially. He was he was a, he had a first. He was in the fur business, but he was a real er lechayid. He was a tremendous talmud chacham, and I think he even had smicha officially. He was a an ordained rabbi, but he didn't. That's not was it wasn't his occupation. He was a regular working man, and but very 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 pious and very. Like there was there was no monkey business with him. Whatever if it, if it, anything having to do with Torah halacha, there was no negotiation. And he was one of the, those people that he, he was the person. He went to the mayor of New York. We're going back in the nineteen twenties, I think. Yeah, nineteen twenties. Yeah, before the war, I think. That he went to the mayor of New York because his daughter was growing up and he wanted uh, she wanted to go swimming in the beach, but it was a mixed beach, so can't do that. So he went to the mayor of New York and he said, we have to have a separate beach. So the mayor, I forgot who his name was then at that time, he told him, Rabbi, no problem. He said, the problem is that you're the only one that's asking for it. So, But he fought for whatever we, many things that we have today, Yiddishkeit-wise, that are set up and established is, is thanks to him. He came from Europe as a, he was pretty much all alone from a very young age. He was a tremendous, tremendous machnas erich. His house was open. Him and his wife, they opened their house. It was something that they discussed before they got married, that their house would be open. He was, it was a whole story. He, he, wants, he, he came to relatives in New York, and he didn't want to work on Shabbos, and they threw him out of the house, and he was, found himself on a park bench Friday night. And he made a, a vow that when he's going to have his house, he's never going to allow a Jew to be on a park bench by himself alone. His house will always be open to those people. And that's how it was. And there's a book about his daughter, his youngest daughter wrote a book about him called All for the Boss. I highly recommend it. Something very special. All for the Boss. You read it, yeah? Tremendous, tremendous. It's something to read and reread and it's amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, she actually passed away a few years ago. She was well, well, well into her 90s, if not maybe 100 even. This is young, his youngest daughter, Rabchaim Pinchas Scheinberg, if anyone knows, was a son-in-law by him. He was first a Talmud. He found him, he was, a, he was an American kid playing baseball or stickball on the streets of the Lower East Side. Yaakov Yosef Herman took him and a bunch of group of other boys every day before Mincha or after Mincha to learn a little bit. And he went on to become Rabchaim Pinchas Scheinberg. He was one of the G'dayli Hadar. And the list goes on and on. How did we get into him? Um, oh, by the way, the benches by the wedding, that's also his. He started that. He's, by his first daughter's wedding, or second, he he innovated the, the idea of giving out benches by the weddings. That was by um, mixed dancing. He knocked off people attempted by, by his family's weddings, and he would go, and he would... He really it burned in him. He lived... Oh, that's I can't say. He lived Yiddishkeit. He lived Torah. He didn't exist. It was he was all literally, literally all for the boss. Whatever the boss, meaning Hashem, wanted from him, that's what he did, and that was it. So that's that's what it means over here when we to become to. It's not uh, we're not observing. We're 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 living it, and that applies to everything. And we want everything to take on a life. It's a life of its own. So it's a. Um, So we find that kavan is the is the is is crucial when when we're talking about davening.
And we, uh, the Yerushalmi Darshan is also from the, where the Maisa with Chana. There's Vechana Hime Daberes Aliba. We learn from here, Mikan Shetfila Tzricha Kavona. Chazal Darshan Talmud Bavli, Mikan Lemespalol, Tzorach Shiechavin Esliboi. You need to have, you need to concentrate. Your, your heart's got to be in it. You got to invest yourself. You got to concentrate. You got to focus. So what's avoida? What is it? What is we understand? Okay, avoida, avoida salev, the heart. What, what does this mean? The Zavudaram explains. Uh, one of the commentators explains a tremendous thing. loshen avoida. What is that? He lahoser hamachshava hatruda beiske haolam uleviya beshibuda kavana. To take away any thoughts that. Can distract us, right? Business, other things, work, stress, weather, politics—you name it. To take all that away, and to focus your concentration and focus your heart on that which you are doing right now, namely tefillah, namely davening. And the Rambam goes even further to say, says in the Mariah Nevuchim, that when somebody davens and doesn't have kavana, that's not called that's not called davening. That's not called praying. Im tispalal you'll just lip service, you'll just move your lips. That amazing panecha elakir umechashiv mekachum emkarcha, and all you're doing is you're really you're saying words, but you're thinking about. The stocks that you're going to invest in, the next thing the president is going to do, or the next thing that uh, you know the the guy that we, he just couldn't this this lady doesn't know how to park, or this guy forget about the ladies. What are we picking ladies for? Men also don't know how to park. This one, the guy was waiting for so long in this garbage truck on the way to work, and they they closed this trailer, slipped on the bridge today, and the protests and everything today on the Brooklyn Bridge, crazy. And you're not thinking the most usually what happens is you're not even thinking about it during the day. You come to Davim Mincha. The whole world comes into your head all of a sudden. What if it's part of your dominance? What? What if it's like Hashem helped these people? That's a different story. They need to learn how to park. They need to learn how to drive the garbage truck. Very good. They need to know how to protest. I don't know how to protest. But yeah, that fine. That's part of your dominance. Good. So focus on the dominance. Focus on Hashem. And asking Him, sure. At the right time. At the right, there's a... We're talking here that all of a sudden He's busy doing business. I, but it's a very nice... Uh, He's not, he's not just thinking about business. He's davening for his business. Yeah, absolutely. Right, 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 right. You got to pray. You got By the way, everything. Every, when a person wants to develop a relationship with their brain, get used to talking to him throughout the day. Right? You're walking, help me get to where I have to go to safely. Help me, help me be healthy. Help me, help me, I should have lunch. We take it for granted we have lunch. That's who. Maybe you're going to get busy with something and you're not, you're not going to have time to eat. Maybe. That, that, maybe they won't be. They won't be. Maybe it's going to be burnt. Help. You may, you're making food. Right? You're putting it in the oven. Please, Hashem, help. It should be... It should be uh, Rabbi, today at work, huh? I passed by a garbage truck. I thought it was blocking the way. As I was going up to him, like, oh, Hashem, help me. And the guy waved, come this way. See? <laughs> and I went right around him. And then we, that, but that's called having you have the right glasses. Yeah, to see that someone else would have said, 
All right, I took care of it myself. Thank you. Next time. You understand? Like we said. Well, yeah, I gotta have the right glasses also to realize and to see. It's only lip service. There's no, there's no internal connection. Right? There was, I think, who did they say this with? I think it was Rabbi and Badish, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Don't quote me, maybe not. One of the big tzaddikim of that era. After Damani, he was, walks over to one of his Talmidim and one of his students and he says, No, how was it in Leipzig? Leipzig was usually the place where everyone got together for the market. He says, Leipzig, Rabbi, I was davening here in the Minyan. No? He says, no, 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 no. Leipzig, how was it in Leipzig? How was your business? What do you sell? What do you buy? He says, Rabbi, what happened to you? You go and see now? What happened? He, said, he says, no. You were, yeah, you were, your body was here, but your mind and your heart, you were busy, you were busy and then 47th in the stock market, in Wall Street, whatever you were. Where are we? Go on, the many, many go on and on and on and about many, many different mamore chazal and rishonim about the importance of how crucial kavana is. But this Rambam is a very, is a very big. It's pretty scary. That means when we daydream and davening, so it's we're done, finished. Well, what do we do with that? What happens? So I wasted my time. So what's the point? So Rabbi Yonis and Ibishit was a very, very big tzaddik and a very wise man. He was known for his wit. Besides being a tremendous Talmud Chacham, and uh, he was very, extremely witty, very sharp, very, very sharp. And he, he, in his day, he he did a lot to save Jews from different decrees through that sharpness that was given to him by Hashem. When he was a child, they say over a story about him that he was uh, his mother was making duck for dinner one night, and the duck had two feet, and uh, he very much wanted a foot before supper. He was very he was he really wanted to have it. And his mother told him, you got to wait. And he said, uh-huh, uh-huh. But he didn't want to wait. So when his mother went out of the kitchen, he was a little boy. He went to the pot and he took the foot. So dinner time came and his mother puts out the duck with only one foot. His father says, what happened to the foot? Where did the foot go? And he started thinking already, and he said, listen, who said I had two feet? Maybe only had one foot. That's it. His, parents, his father understood right away what happened, but he was very wisely waited. After dinner, they went for a walk, and they came to the pond, and they see a, a duck standing on one foot. It looked like it was one foot. And and Ibushes tells his father, he says, look, see, a duck with one foot. I said, yeah. Clapped his hands. The duck put down both feet and ran away. He says, you see, he has two feet. He tells his father, you should have clapped your hands by dinner. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know if this one is true. There's another one I heard about him. That uh, when he was a little boy, he came home and he after. I'm not sure that this is true, but 
It's a cute story. Maybe it is. He says, we came and we started making a ruckus. He started banging and singing and dancing and jumping. And his mother told him, calm down. He says, no, we learned in Cheder, Mishanichnas Adar, Marbim Simcha, was Rishchodesh Adar, we have to be more happy and extra, everything. So you see, your mother couldn't calm him down. He says, you wait till your father comes home. His father walked in, right away he stopped. His father said, what happened? He says, Mishanichnas Av, when Av, which means Chodesh Av, but could also mean as a father, we go less. We calm, we, we tone it down a little bit. But then that was Rabbi Anderson Ayvash. Rabbi Anderson Ayvash was a tremendous tzaddik. He was someone who was well versed in, in everything, in all as, all parts of the Torah. And he writes like this. Um, I prepared it before. In his Sefer Yaris Dvash, he writes like this: "Be'edim ve'hevel sheyesh be'echet ha'yetzim and pi'ish ve'isha kol yoyim u'be'yichot zicha b'teilat ve'sakneses." That's when when the, when we do a, a a sin, it creates a cloud, a partition, a blockage. But he says specifically for unnecessary chatter in shul. When we come to shul and we talk about whatever. Again, the shul is a house of Hashem. There's a certain decorum and there are halachas and what you're allowed to talk about. We know that there's a certain behavior that we, that, or a certain reverence that we need to have for this place. All the more so at a time when everyone is davening and instead of davening, the, the, the conversation is about everything but that. That creates a tremendous blockage that the tefillah shouldn't be accepted and shouldn't go up. That they can't reach their, their designated destination. It, it really it stops the tefillah. It stops the tefillah from being accepted. If a person really afterwards takes the davening, starts davening with tremendous kavona, concentration, he pours out his heart with tears, with a little bit of a cry, there is such a thing by davening. Emotion. It's okay to cry. It's okay to shed a few tears. No one's going to think you're not a man anymore. Not, it's not a sign of weakness. Quite the contrary. One tefillah bekavana has the power to take all the tefillahs that a person had that maybe weren't 100% and it opens the gates for all of them to go in to go in as well. That's what he writes. Tremendous. Because they were hanging. They, they weren't able to go further. And then this opened up the gate for all of them. Therefore, says Rebbeinu and Ibishitz, that a person needs to be very careful with his davening, with his prayer. This is all we have left in Golas. There's no avoid this in, in the base of Migdash. There's no offerings. In, in, there's no base of Migdash. And therefore, how much a person needs to really think into 
and and um, and to stand with humility when he davens, to realize, to appreciate the, the awesome privilege that we have to be able to stand in prayer in front of Hashem. To say the words nicely, to say the words carefully, to say not to rush, to mean the words, to mean what we're saying. Fortunate is one who prays and who evokes emotion, a few tears, a broken heart. There's nothing more whole than a broken heart. The, the most complete thing is a broken heart. Why? Because broken heart means it's a sign of humility. It's not. I'm always looking for more. I'm always. I'm realizing. I'm, I'm realizing. I'm, I'm being upfront with myself. I'm realizing that I'm not full. I'm not perfect. And I realize that my. I'm. But I'm connected to perfection. Hashem is perfect. And I'm coming not in a place where I'm owed, rather in a place where I know that I'm not owed anything. But I'm appealing to the rachamim, to the mercy of Hashem. And such a tefillah kila Yoshu Rekim cannot return unanswered. And if not tefillah, what, what else do we have to depend on? What else do we have to, to rely on? If not such a form of tefillah, real, true, call it prayer, from the depths and the bottom of our heart. I just want to quote one more thing that we should have some sort of understanding. I don't know. A little bit of a picture of what it means when we have kavana. Possible I mentioned last week. I'm not sure. It's worth it to mention it again. What kavana is, what, what, what it does to us, what it does to the, to the davening. And then just a few words which also we, we began last week also about the what it means when a Jew davens. How precious that is to Hashem. And then we'll go into the davening itself. So Reb Chaim Vital was one of the closest students of the Arizal. And the Arizal was, we know, one of the giants in in Primius and Kabbalah and Secrets of the Torah, the, the hidden meanings of the Torah. And Rechaim Vital was his close disciple. And one time he he felt he had pain, pain in his eyes. And uh, he, he couldn't figure out what it was. I think it, was a, it went on for two months. And he asked the Arizal, he couldn't, he, he went to doctor, there was nothing wrong with him. Physically everything was fine. And he asked Arizal, what's, what's happening? Why, why is he having this pain? And he says that what ended up happening was, it, it, uh, he davened together with Arizal, and he looked at his face, he, he stared at his face, when Arizal was saying, Shema, and Kodesh, Kodesh, Kedusha. And, by Moedim. He said, those are three parts in davening where the, where, they have tremendous, tre- tremendous kavana, they have tremendous meanings and tremendous uh, deeper meanings. 
And I and the Arizal said he was concentrating on that. And at that time, when when really when a Jew has such really concentrates and has such tremendous kavana, the the light that radiates from him, from him or her is so great. And on the Arizal's level, that, that Rav Chaim Vital stared at it and he they hurt his eyes. We don't understand what these things mean. We really don't. But the reason I'm mentioning it is that we should realize a little bit. It's not just that we're David, we're saying, we're concentrating. We become higher people. We radiate light. We radiate radiate holiness. And that influences us and influences the entire world. There was they say about the Gertzedek, Avram ben Avram, Graf Patoski, Hashem Domai, who became was a convert. And he became a Ger Tzedek. He's buried next to the Vilnagoyim. Said he wanted to be buried next to him. He was burnt at the stake when he was discovered by the Inquisition. But what prompted him to really, even him and his friend, a friend, to look into Judaism at all? He says they walked by a Jewish house on Shabbos, Friday night. And he said, a Jew has no idea what he looks like on Shabbos. So special, so light, so, there's no words. And he saw that, and, and like he had to, he pushed him to at least find that out, and the rest is history. When we daven properly, when we really concentrate, when we really put our heart into it, what, what is, what, what, what's all this kavana? Why is it so important? Because it's focus. It's not just, I'm on the way, I'm in the middle of doing something, I'm on the way to something else, and I'm just blabbering words out of my mouth. For why, I don't know. But it's taking a step back. Why is Mincha? It says, Elio Nena Betfilas Mincha. Right? Elio Anovi was, it was the time of Mincha. Why? Because that's in the middle of the day. Why is that so special? Because we're smack in the middle of everything, and we put everything aside, and we focus totally on, on, on Hashem. That's it's much harder. It's tr- it's it's tremendous, but it's it's, it's a huge thing. A concept which is maybe foreign today, but focus for more than five seconds, or thirty seconds, for longer than the status, right? Or whatever TikTok or whatever other attention span people have, and it's not easy, especially for us. And in a certain way, we may have. It, it that's our, our, a bigger nisayan for us than it was for for previous generations, but that makes it all the more valuable because it's harder for us to achieve that. We have to work a lot harder on concentration and on focus, but that makes it more precious. And just to close with um, before we go into the the next part of davening. What it means when a Yudavans. How precious it is to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Ger Rebbe, the, one of the previous ones, I don't remember which one exactly right now, had a son who later on became also the Ger Rebbe. Ger is today one of the biggest Hasidists in Israel. In America we have as well. Come from Poland, a town called Gora, Gora Kotolina I think it's called. And... He had a little son, but the, the 
future Ger Rebbe was a little boy in Europe still in Poland and he was getting a little bit restless by davening and he decided his father wasn't looking. He left before before Kedusha Shabbos by Musaf and Musaf Sfar we say Keser. Keser Yitnu Hashem where the, we say Malachim and, and Klal Yisrael, together we crown Hashem. But it applies even Nusach Ashkenaz. We say, Naritzcha v'nakdishcha, Nekadesh Yimcha ba'olam. When we dive into Hashem, this can be a, a, a lesson for not just Kedusha, but for everything. When we stand in front of Hashem davening. After davening, the little boy gets a message, your father wants to see you in his room. He thought his father didn't know that he left. Apparently his father did know. And he calls him in, and he holds his hand up like this, as if he's holding a crown. And he starts turning the crown and, and like taking him into a trance, as if he really felt he was looking at a beautiful crown with beautiful jewels, gorgeous. And he said, look how this jewel, this diamond, and this ruby, and this sapphire, look how it all comes together so nicely. And he's turning the crown and he's describing this beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous crown to his little boy. And he says, but look, there's one diamond missing. He says, what are we going to do with, what we, with that? Where did that diamond, what is that? Why is that diamond missing? He says, when Nayid says, he was trying to, as a bederach marshal, and it's a metaphor, when a yid, when a Jew praises Hashem, when a Jew prays to Hashem, when a Jew says Kedusha, we put a, we put another diamond on the crown of Hashem. And when we don't, we takes away. So just like we said from Yeres and Ibishitz, right? All the tefillahs that were blocked, when we when we take that one tefillah and we daven with a full heart, it opens up everything else. So that probably the same thing. It puts on all the diamonds that we were missing before. But it made such an impression on this little boy, he never missed the davening again. He impressed upon him so much that we really have an effect. And that's what we have to realize. And we really have an effect. We, we, we have an effect on the world. We have an, we're important to Hashem. Hashem wants, wants to, He wants us. So we say by Kiddush, Kiddush Baruch wants us. He wanted us. He loves us. And whatever we, and he holds what we do into such, into such high esteem. The how does it go? When the Malachim want to say, want to praise Hashem, he says, wait. First let me hear from my children. And then you can go. First we say Kaddish Kaddish. And then the Malachim can say Kaddish. That's how precious we are to him. That's how, how dear we are. And as the Mesil Sharon writes in the in the, the Ramchal writes in the, in, in the introduction to Mesil Sharon, we have to realize whatever we do has an influence. Whether if it's good, it makes us a better person and the world around us a better place. And the same goes the opposite. We have we we are the top of the world. We have to realize that it's a responsibility. It's a privilege, but a tremendous responsibility. Let's go here. Reishis Chochma Yiras Hashem. Seichel Toiv Lachol Oiseim. Tihilosoi Oimedes Load. 
So officially in this many sedurim, this is brought down to be psukim for um, for children. That this way we we train the children from a young age. Yerushalayim, 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 fear of heaven, fear awe of Hashem. But I personally, I say this every day, and I think you know, if we want to feel young, we want to feel freshness. Let's. No, I'm not a kid anymore. No, we always. Everyone has that kid in himself. It's kedai to remind ourselves every single day. Reish is chachmiras Hashem. Before we have any wisdom, anything, the foundation, the, the introduction has to be awe, fear, but not in the sense that we, we like we're scared of someone who's going to come knock us out. That's not what this is. Awe of the awesomeness of Hakadosh Baruch how great and awesome Hashem is, and in a positive way, that, that's fear. Not again in a positive in a positive way. Seichel toiv, So for whoever whoever is involved in this chachma through yira through this fear of heaven through the fear of Hashem this awe of Hashem that's how his wisdom is gonna is gonna be by him forever. He won't forget because when someone approaches, he right, he has, he takes a takes a gemara, takes a pasuk chumash, but he doesn't have the foundation of whose Torah am I learning, whose wisdom is this? This is not just some study. We don't study Torah; we learn Torah. We delve into Torah. We deal. It's 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 our life. Why? It's a living thing. Why? Because this is the, this is the word of Hashem Himself. It's Dvar Hashem. So when we approach it that way, then it's Torah. Torah is nitzchis. It's not just, it's eternal. It's not just some sort of study someplace. Torah, Torah Hashem is, is eternal. It never goes away. But in order for us to have it that way, we have to approach it the proper way. And we say, Baruch Hashem, we declare that the name of Hashem should always be blessed forever. And that his reign should never should never stop. You said before Birkasatara? It is it's brought down before Birkasatara. So you could say before Yeah, it's a haktama, it's an introduction to that. Because before you go to say Birkasatara where we which enables us to start learning Torah that day, this is the this is the introduction. Another thing, and this is actually something that we say with children, we want the first words that come out of their mouth when, when they begin to talk, should be Torah Tiva Allah, we remind ourselves. So who is this Torah from? Torah Tzivalonu Moshe Moshe Rabbeinu gave us a Torah from Harsina. He got it from Hashem. This is something that is ours and it will never leave us. Now, here is an interesting word. Moshe. There is Yerusha and Moshe. Yerusha is an inheritance. Moshe is also an inheritance. But there's a difference. Yerusha is when someone inherits an estate. He inherits something. He can do whatever. He can invest it. He can sell it. He can flip it. He can do whatever he wants with it. Moirasha, think in your head about like your great grandmother's candlesticks. Or like a hundred year old siddur that was used by 
a big tzaddik, or used by somebody from 100 years ago, and has in it soaked with the tefillahs and tears and, and heart of that person, you're not going to sell that. Right? My wife has a ring from her that was given to her by her great-grandmother, I think, which was passed down. It's been, been in the family, I think, for a while. You're not giving that away for nothing. That's a Russia. The Torah was given to us a Russia. It stays the way it is. It doesn't change with the times. The times go around it. We think we have to adapt it and change it and tweak it. No tweaking, no tweaking necessary. It's a finished product. It's, it stays the way it is. We stay the way we are throughout the whole, wherever the world goes, whatever direction it takes, we stay the same. We have one direction. Again, this is the foundation which, with, with which we start our day. Listen, my son, the teachings of your father, and don't leave over, don't, don't forget, and don't leave on the side the teachings of your mother, which is usually we, there's that we get from our father direction, and there are certain things that we have from our mothers, which um, and how, we learn to be the Menhagim. We refer to, to the Menhagim as Teresi Mecha. Things that are not necessarily written, but things that are passed down. Customs that many times hold us and keep us, and we remember them more than necessarily teachings necessarily. Right? You go to people that survived the war, or they were in crazy situations and, and very difficult situations. What, what, what stuck with them many times? Their mother's chicken soup. The taste of their mother's chon. The taste of their mother's cooking. The voice of their mother soothing them. Their mother, uh, which could refer really to parents in general, but that um, relationship of right preparing the clothing in the morning, your child wakes up and you have the warm clothing in the winter. But this is referring to menhagim in, in, in halacha. We also refer to it as when changing a minig, changing a custom. You don't want to, you don't, you don't want to switch that. We're saying Torah should be my main occupation. Hashem should be, help me. And then we end off with the pasuk, which is from Dvarim. And you are glued to Hashem, your God. You're eternally always alive and well. Kulchem, all of you, Hayoim, which is referring to Chiyas Hanefesh, to be happy in being close to Hashem. And we are always waiting and awaiting the ultimate salvation of Hashem Himself. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful night. Looking forward to seeing you all next week. Thank you very much.